You're listening to Soul Crush, a podcast dedicated to embodied spirituality, sexuality, and stories that soothe and inspire the soul. Each episode will be interviewing and having conversations with different teachers, healers, artists, people who have really taken hold of the wounding that they've experienced in life as a human and have learned how to extract the juice of creativity and um, empowerment that is inside of it. Our wish is that you deeply receive the transmission of each episode welcoming you into a greater alignment with your own soul's purpose and passion. Enjoy the episode and let us know if you have any questions. Hello and welcome everybody. I'm so excited to um, share with you um, one of my beloved friends and someone I consider a teacher and um, just such such a, a healing force of love in the in the universe. Um, Nikki Slade. Hi, Nikki. Hi. Can you hear me? Yeah. We, yeah. Hi everybody, namaste, lovely to be here, really honored. I love to be with American people and people all over the world, but I have a hot spot in my heart for you guys. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks so much. So yeah, Nikki lives in the UK. I know um, some of you listening live there. I have um, lots of students there and um, people all over. So I'm, I'm so happy to, happy to have you. We're going to get started. I'm going to read you all just a little bit about Nikki um, and then we're going to get started with some chanting. This is the, the power of chanting class um, and, and discussion. And we'll also be talking about um, something that Nikki talks a lot about and, and really helps so many people and has helped so many people do, um, which is about freeing the, the inner voice. So we'll learn a little bit more about that as well. Let me read you. <clears throat> Nikki Slade is a leading pioneer in the field of chanting, core voice, and sound work in the UK. Nikki has inspired thousands of individuals to chant and has led chanting workshops in a wide variety of settings. She was the resident voice and sound facilitator at the Priori Hospital in North London for 20 years, where she impacted the recovery of hundreds of addicts. And for the past five years, she's been facilitating chant chanting workshops at the Halfway Recovery House Start to Stop. Nikki's released four successful mantra and chanting records, including Nectarine, Monsoon, Soundscape, and her latest double album, Epiphany. She's the author of the popular book, The Healing Power of Chanting. In recent years, she pioneered kirtan in the mainstream areas of Glastonbury Festival and Latitude. She's traveled the world with her work to places including California, Singapore, New York City, Europe, Melbourne, Australia. She's led chant for over 2,000 people at the 111111 Mind Body Spirit Show. Nikki's the founder of the first UK 200 hour Learn to Lead Kirtan facilitation training. So, that I always love um, just, you know, 
reading the the depth of um you know all that that you've i mean obviously that's a little blip i'm sure of, of all that you've um you've accomplished you know in in your in your life and 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 the ways that it's um you know and what i was really drawn to you around is just um both the depth but also depth but also the accessibility um of your work and and of um the chanting work that you offer oh thank you so much thank you thank you for the introduction too so shall we start to chant now adriana would that be good all right okay so once again namaste everybody i'm uh, kind of assuming that you've all chanted before um but if you haven't there's nothing you need to know just uh, i just want to check everybody has a heart if you've got your camera on you can raise your hands yes so really this is the supreme practice for going home to the heart within there is um the connection with the vibration the primordial sound that is extremely uplifting connecting and it's for Westerners particularly a great way to meditate because our mind gets very active and so the mantras help to bring the mind into a merging with our own heart. Uh, I'll just say very briefly, as I'm sure you know, with excellent teachers like Adriana and Hashida, um, that, um, hi Hashida, by the way, it's lovely to see you here. Um, you know, the, the poet saint movement of India, 7th century AD, these were the great beings. We owe everything to this legacy that here we are, here we are chanting Kirtan, singing the name in this age. It's because of them. They found that connection to supreme consciousness in their hearts and they wrote exquisite poetry that expressed that devotion and that longing that they had. And then they shared that in the marketplace with... Uh, ordinary people who were very often not welcome in temples because of the caste system in India. Um, one such poet saint was Lala or Laleshwari and uh, she was around in 1320 Kashmir and I have a, a poem from her before we go right on in and chant together. She says, you yourself have become the sky. You are the earth, wind, fire, water, day and night. The flowers and other objects of worship spring from you. I long to worship you, but find nothing that is not you. With what then can I perform my puja? So we're going to open with a mantra. I'm sure you all know it's my favorite ever, Om Namah Shivaya. And my favorite translation of this mantra is, I merge with my true self, letting go of all the limitations as if we've been identifying as a river and then once again remembering that we are an ocean. And um, the way we'll do it, because we're on Zoom, um, is in a moment um, I'll make sure everybody's on mute simply because of the feedback. Um, so I'll chant the call and I'll invite you to come in with the response the second time each time. Um, but I will sing with you in the response so that you have company as well. As you know, in Kirtan with Adriana, you'd normally have lots of people around you and you'd hear their voices. But it actually seems to work quite well. So we'll do that just for a few minutes and then Adriana has a whole plan. So we can go to mute stage now and we'll begin to chant Om Namah Shivaya. 
Namaste. Thank you. Thank you so much, everyone, for chanting. Lovely to be here. Um, Adriana, over to you. <laughs> ah, thank you. You're welcome. It's, Lovely to be here. Yeah, such a such a gift to receive that. I'm really, really grateful. Something that was coming up um, as we were chanting at the end, I was really feeling the the way that you know this practice, and especially I feel like in the way that you share it, really kind of you know bridges our experience of you know um, that true nature, you know that we are right the 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 experience that we can move into when we're chanting and then our very human selves and, and lives, you know, like there's this actual bridge of like the voice, you know, that's like, you know, it's, it's out loud, you know, it's not just like this internal thing that then when you come out, you're like, Oh no. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's like that <laughs> depending on what's happening in your life. I've experienced that, but I mean, there's this beautiful way that it like the, the vibration, you know, it infiltrates, our, our whole being and also everything that's around us, right? And, and, and I think this um, dance between that essence of, of who we are and, and how we kind of come into that in layers in our lives um, and, and the, the process of that and how it's really one amplified, I think, but honored in this practice. So I'm curious um, if you could share a little bit about, you know, um, just that the effects, you know, of, of that vibration and, and maybe, you know, anything that, that comes up for you around that, you know, of, of like the power of doing something like this out loud, you know, and it's how, maybe how it's different, you know, than when we're um, doing, doing mantra practice in silence, which you can also do and is also very powerful um, mm -hmm. and, and how it kind of helps us, you know, in our everyday lives. Yes. Um, well, thanks for that question. Um, so I'll just spontaneously answer, see what comes. But um, I love, um, Adriana, your emphasis on 
the bridge, in a way, the bridge to everyday living. Um, when I discovered this practice in the late 80s, you know, I was running on programming, conditioning that really wasn't working, you know, in the realm of matrika shakti, the realm of words, the words that were programmed into me were not empowering. They were pretty dysfunctional in some ways. And I was seeking, I was thirsting. Uh, what I didn't realize then, but was the true vibration. And then once that vibration is in, the, the words naturally arise that are nourishing to our soul and to our spirit, you know. But like so many of us, um, and I'm pretty candid about it in my book, I lost my way, but really we're always lost and found because there's an angel on our side. However, I did go through the walk of, of, of getting lost in addictions, and what I really see underneath all of that um, are the disempowering mantras, you know, the mantras um, of, of people pleasing, you know, I must please, you know, I must get approval, I must be, you know, I must be liked, you know, uh, who am I, where am I going, and this absolutely disempowering experience of the word. And when I first connected with this practice, um, I had such an explosive experience of uh, Shakti. I had a moment of awakening, which lasted for a month of my life, and it was a blessing because I was going down fast. Um, but the joy that in that space of the voice, of the sound, of the resonance, I experienced what I've been looking for in all that exterior stuff um, for the first time in my life. And I cried and I laughed and I went through every emotion you can imagine in the symphony that's possible within. Um, but, you know, all the, all the scriptures, all the traditions say, don't they, in the beginning, is the word, was the word, and the word, as I'm sure we're all aware, in yoga is the sound. and you know, when we're resonating from that sacred chord of the primordial in our own being, then um, we naturally remember that we are one with the self. There is nowhere to get to. We're already here. And so that activation of the physical voice, isn't it, of, with the inner voice is a fascinating one. It's almost like that's the bridge. Really... The true voice is the inner voice. And when I first started working, I thought, what can I call it? This is back in the late 80s. I thought, well, I'm going to call it free the inner voice because I wasn't interested in this performed voice because that was exhausting. You know, the whole exhausting concept of the mask and having to get it right at the level of personality. But when I, when I dropped into that sound that primordial sound all of that fell away and suddenly you know the inner teacher <laughs> intuition started revealing itself in that space so yeah i guess we are like instruments you know hazrat anayat khan wrote an incredible book called the music of life and he says we're all in one great big orchestra and the orchestra is less well off if we if we don't play the instrument that we're designed to be played. And I think each of us has a voice, has a sound that is meant to be struck out loud to connect to the inner sound. I mean, 
not exclusively exclusively for some people the absolute direct silence is is what gets them through ultimately and it's true to say that when we chant for long enough there is no more chanting <laughs> in a way the chanting is the scrubbing brush that's kind of cleared all the rough edges and returned us to that sublime state that we've always been in but we've forgotten which is tranquil and still and peaceful and unified you know is 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 the main thing so i've i've said a lot there i don't know if you want to come in again adriana yeah no thank you for that i and i love that you said that i think you know some of my first experiences of chanting and of going to kirtan was was that i was like this taste of something that i had i had been seeking my whole life, you know, this taste of that, that inner still space. I'm glad that you shared it like that and that you kind of framework um, the inner aspect of it, you know, because it could also be just this outer thing that doesn't, you know, that doesn't pull you in there, you know, and I, I think that that's, um, that's, a, that's a key aspect of it, you know, to allow that, that inwardness to take, take hold, you know, which is, um, you know, whenever I chant with you, for sure, that feels very, um, very available and, and accessible. And it's, um, I think, resting in that place, you know, of, of stillness, resting in that place of like true inner peace, right? It's like the ideas and I think we have um, just so many ideas about all these things and what they mean. And, and part of what I love about yoga and a lot of i love that you um read that poem by lala i love her so much and it was one of the things i was like hoping that would happen but we didn't talk about it so i was like i in my before when i was preparing i was like hope there's a poem because <laughs> i love poetry so much sure. and um and just that a lot of these you know this is how in in different forms right a lot of these um this these vibrations were shared, like you said, among people um, through poems and, and songs, right? And, um, mm. a, you know, a song is a poem song, right? And so that expression, you know, of, of mm. that inward space and the, mm. the transmission of that um, is so beautiful. I love that they, I, sorry to cut you there, but I love that so many of these poet saints talk about being drunk on ecstasy. Yeah. yeah. And I just think, how intelligent anyone with an addictive personality is in truth you know the pursuit of ecstasy the pursuit of mm. of bliss and um mm. you know that's all i was ever looking for was that was that inner connection it didn't really matter what was going on out there so long as that inner bliss that connection that openness of heart that vibration was there mm. i could be anywhere i remember i'd been chanting one day and I parked in a tower block in Shepherd's Bush, London, for anyone who's from London here. And it was pouring with rain. It was grizzly in this car park. And I went to put my ticket in the machine and the rain was pouring down, gray concrete, bad smells and everything. And suddenly I noticed the tears were pouring down my face as I heard myself saying, in this moment, I'm connected. I thought I would be on a tropical beach or, you know, somewhere a little more aesthetic than Shepherd's Bush car park. But I think that was the point. That was the point that, uh, that my inner self wanted to communicate with me. It's not about all of this outer stuff, you know, and I think, you know, we're in a privileged community here of everybody who knows that, 
uh, because because very often people that come to these are followers of yoga um, in the world though I think we have a responsibility to make this practice of kirtan um, accessible to people who've never come across it before and want to be reassured that they don't necessarily have to join a specific tradition or religion uh, to enjoy it they may end up doing that but I think you know just to simply share the practice of the heart and a lot of the poet saints were um, nirguna poet saints they didn't revere particular forms they knew it was about the spaciousness and the vastness within you know um, Kabir was like that Guru Nanak was like that you know and then you've got Mirabai and Lala Lala loved Shiva right and um, Mirabai loved Krishna you know but the key thing is to be all embracing whatever anybody is choosing to get up the mountain mm. thank God they found a point of devotion you know um, so I think this is so important in this time that we make God goddess's house the universal house very very broad and very very big so that everyone can come in you know yes I love that uh, what you said of it being being all-encompassing and also like the point of devotion right because it's it's like there's two things like something that's all-encompassing but then for each and every one of us and our our own hearts and our own paths to make that that point of devotion like like um kind of like poignant too, you know, that it's like, there's, there's this, I think, permission that I think a lot of us really need to, you know, either be given or, you know, open up to, to giving it to ourselves of that aspect of us that is really devoted to that. And I love that you made that connection to addiction and addicts and, and that, um, you know, the, the intelligence, right. <laughs> of the desire, you know, the pure, like the, the pureness of that kind of desire and what we do with it. I feel like even if people don't, you know, particularly haven't had an intense, um, experience of working with addiction, I, I really feel like we all, and in, in just the way our, our cultures and our societies are really kind of developed and, and created, um, it's just, it, it's it's in all of us in, in some big or small way, you know, that, that mm -hmm. desire to be filled by something that, you know, will never fill us. And, and what is the real, what is the real thing that we're seeking and the permission to, to seek it? you know um absolutely and you know so well said and and you know so many people are concerned i'm sure present company accepted so many are concerned that they they would be pulling away from their usual point of devotion so so for example christ or allah or you know hashem and all the groups i facilitate i always welcome them all in and i say you know yeah. While we're chanting, if you want to deeply merge with Christ, please do, you know, if you want to deeply merge with Allah, because I've had many Muslims, you know, and it, it's really important in certain faiths that that is respected. And there was yeah. one guy actually at the addiction treatment center who did follow a Muslim faith. And when I embraced his faith like that, he suddenly started to chant, whereas he was very close to begin with because he was concerned you know but it's just um the way we set it up you know mm. making the practice accessible i think in this time is really important yes and it's i think how we kind of 
do our part in, in dismantling a lot of the kind of like herd mentalities and herd, you know, it's like to, to honor the unique individual, you know, at the same time that we're honoring this oneness that we are, right? I think that that's like so much of why, and I love that you're emphasizing that from this perspective. I haven't thought about it like that. Um, so thank you. That's really powerful because I feel like in that deep heart, you know, aspect and is, is really the key, you know, and it's part of why I love talking to people about what that is for them, you know, like what, because I think there's not a whole lot of places where we're, we're welcome to even share what that, that place of that point of devotion or, or what that, that true sense of the heart means to us. Yes. And, you know, and one of the best things to say, if somebody ever says, what religion is this? And you've heard this, I'm sure, but it is the religion of love. And, you know, love is what we're practicing. And I'd like to share a little anecdote actually that is in my book. Um, I won't give everything away in case anybody wants to read it. But I had a very, very profound moment when I was really in one of the darkest hours. And um, I had this experience of this like blue seed inside me. It was like a pearl. And uh, it started to expand and expand and expand. And then out of the pearl before me, I saw the most exquisite form I have ever seen in my entire, I can't even do it justice to describe its beauty. Um, it was neither male nor female. You know, I remember the hair was like sort of ebony, ebony black with dew drops and the eyes were just unbelievably beautiful. And the skin was shining, kind of olive shining. And the radiance of the blue was just extraordinary. And, and the, the, the being or the experience said, what, what do you want to know? And I said, you know, what, what is this for? You know, what is all of this, this life we're in, I said. And, and the answer came very directly, dearest Nikki, all there is, all there ever shall be, all there ever was, is love. In other words, if everything else falls away and that vibration of love remains, we've, we've I, hate, I hasten to say accomplish, but we've remembered <laughs> and we, we experience that point. And I think in this age, chanting is one of the most sure practices to help us remember and experience that vibration of ecstatic love. Yeah, thank you. I'm like tears in my eyes, just that sense of remembrance. And I thank you for sharing your own story and experience. And uh, I think I love, like I said, hearing people's mystical stories and experiences because I think our stories, both human and mystical are really, um, they are healing, you know, for, for others and, and how we help each other remember, you know? So, um, yeah, I love that so much. And, and I think that experience of love in that, in that sense that, that you're speaking to it, um, I know from, from my own personal experiences that a hundred percent of what like 
helped me heal addiction. And, you know, it was just, I, I threw, I was, I followed that feeling of, of what it was in, 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 Mm -hmm. and I still do. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't claim to know it all the time. Right. So like you said, we all have these moments of forgetting and remembering. So it's just the following of that, you know, and then that brought me to India and then that brought me to this and this and that. And then all of a sudden that, that, that addiction that was just so interwoven in my being. And you're like, you're saying all the voices and the deep seated Mm. beliefs, right. That are so rooted, not just, you know, it's our mind, which is very powerful, but also just like everything in our bodies, even, you know, that's just kind of conditioned from our Mm. parents. And um, you know, that, that fell away. It was like, it was like a miracle. It was a miracle from my perspective, you know, and, and, but I felt the, I felt it like these, this is a vibration of love that I never really experienced in this world. Um, Yeah. At at some point it was almost like the vibrations just couldn't, they just didn't match. You know, it was like, it was just like Mm -hmm. this, I kept immersing myself in that and this practice and over and over and over again. And it was like this, those other vibrations, they just, you know, the, the grooves of addiction and those voices of not enough and unworthy and unlovable and all that dark stuff that, you know, we all carry, it just, yeah, it, it wasn't available, you know, because I think love is stronger, you know, and, and I just, yeah, I love that. Yes. So much. Yeah. And, and what I'm passionate about is how we build that bridge into everyday life right where we are in those moments of challenge where everything is staccato and we the last mantra we feel like saying is omnam ashivaya you know um and so yeah i'm very much creating in my own work you know revealed processes because i don't know anything but i do follow inner guidance but revealed processes to support language language being more empowering on the day-to-day level for human beings because we Shakespeare says we rise and fall by our word you know and um, you know that mastery of the mind like kind of on the court when we're in the middle of our daily reactions is where certainly I want it to show up the most um, uh, the most centrally um, you know, I think we're all we've we've done the era, haven't we, where we've we've been doing classes in the yoga centers and then we go and do our life how we've always done it, but we're very much bridging now, I think all of us, mm-hmm. so that you know, we can bring these practices into companies. I've I've done a fair amount in companies, um, which has been really, really interesting because, you know, many of the people there had never chanted before. Mm-hmm. And yet if you set the session up in a way that is relatable um, everyone is the same underneath it's just you've got a few more suits and boots to to get underneath but everybody is gasping for the wellspring of truth and um, so yeah I think the more we can move out into the middle of the bed which I see you do all the time Adriana they're so blessed to have you um, you know is 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 the way forward yeah, it's been one of the most um, inspiring things to see you do. I, I remember um, I shared this with you, but I remember in one of the dark nights that I experienced where I didn't relate to 
Krishna or, you know, all these, all these, you know, spiritual things that I had been so in love with and enamored by for years, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and I went through a moment um, of a really deep emotional bottom and, mm -hmm. you know, all of that meant nothing to me anymore. Like I just, I mean, and this is after years of like the, all the statue, you know, I had Hanuman everywhere, like everybody was there and like holding me and, and, and I went through this moment and I, you know, that mm -hmm. was the moment that I actually found you and found your chanting and looked you up and remember seeing your website and just being like, wow, like, because in that moment, the chanting was one of the only things that didn't fall away. Like I couldn't meditate. I couldn't like read the script. Like I couldn't do any of the things I was doing. I could barely, you know, even practice yoga asana, mm -hmm. but the chanting I kept doing, there was something about the vibration and the feeling of the harmonium and just the feeling mm -hmm. of my voice that kept me, I really feel like it kept me alive. Like it helped because I was so lost that I didn't know if I even existed. Like I was that, like in that moment of like, do I, am I even real? Like, is this even like, you know, that's scary. I don't know. I'm sure some of you know that scary place of just not even knowing what's real. But there was something about the feeling of my voice and my body and just the feeling of it that kind of kept me, kept me going. And yeah, and so it's, I, I feel so similarly in, in, in the regard around how we all kind of um, have, I love that you said that, you know, that gasping, um, I can't remember exactly what you said, but that, you know, that gasping for the wellspring of truth. Mm -hmm. And um, I just remember seeing how relatable you're, and how, how inviting and how welcoming, because I was doubting my own faith. I was doubting my own practice. I was doubting so much. And I just, it really kind of pulled me back into that place of, of being mm. really... That, that, um, that, that's why I think we really are in an age where um, it's the age of giving up looking good yeah. and being honest about our brokenness because everybody wants to know what the possibilities are from that kind of place. And, um, you know, there's a lovely saying... Uh, amongst recovering people, which many of you may know, but uh, religion is for those who don't want to go to hell and spirituality is for those who've already been there. And I think when we can, in our resonance, at least not be ashamed of where we've been, and you know, I really hear that in your journey, um, then those who are seeking a way out of the ravine they're in can kind of pick up on that resonance and they 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 want to know like i can feel you know where i've been you know so hang on a minute you know tell me about this chanting i had an ex extraordinary experience i also write about in the book of chanting uh with uh, men who had offended through um addiction and it was uh the rehabilitation for addiction prisoners trust in wandsworth men's prison in london and um you know, it was quite a bold thing, you know, when it, it was about 20 years ago now. It's a long, long time ago. But I went and did about four sessions with a particular group of men. And first of all, I had to kind of work with them with the humor and the banter, you know, and seeing it, how they'd see that we're all about to make some sounds together. And this is weird. And, you know, but once we got through all of that, um, I actually, and it'll probably be the chant we'll do to go out with this today, but I chanted Kali Durge Namo Namah with them. And um, 
I think I had a keyboard with me at the time and some rhythm patterns or whatever. And um, oh my God, it was the most extraordinary, one of the most extraordinary moments of my life to see these men in this very stuffy cell with this window with bars on it. And they were chanting their socks off. And one of the wardens, there used to be a program in England called Porridge. Somebody may have seen it with Ronnie Barker and it's all set in a prison. Slade prison, actually, like my name. Sometimes I feel I am in a Slade prison. <laughs> and, and the warden was kind of looking through the window going, what the bleep is going on here? But it was like a kind of a musical had erupted in the middle of this prison, which just goes to show, you know, when the energy connects in, um, the relief they felt, they just said they hadn't felt as free um, as they had in that moment in their time behind bars so that that's one of the moments that if if nothing else i will just say thank you universe for using me in that moment just just for that it was really really a blessed moment mm. thank you so much for sharing that and your book is is amazing the last time i was in london and i came to your kirtan i got it and so i definitely recommend it there's lots of um and just to understand the mantras a little bit more and and thank you for sharing that story i think you know um, there's this desire, I think, to kind of, to mend, you know, these, these, like, that sense of brokenness um, within us, but just also in the world, right? There's, I think that yes. there's so much, there's so much power in, in, in that desire that we have that can oftentimes help leave us feeling helpless or, um, you know, leave us feeling hopeless, right? And, and mm -hmm. so um, I, I love this practice as a way to kind of like, take that energy and kind of like feed and fuel what it is that each individual I think has to give, which, you know, it, yours is chanting, right? And in, in this beautiful way of, of expression and your writing and all the things that you share. And, and for each of us, we have our own unique expression. And I find that chanting, especially in this way, that isn't dogmatic and isn't, you know, is really inclusive, allows for that unique expression to, to take form. Um, and that's it, it, what I've experienced. That, that's right. And, and I think it's really important to reiterate that it is in any 24 hour period. It's like the dark voices are coming. We know that they're not, they're not going anywhere, but our mastery in the face of them, you know, as we turn to mantra, as we turn to the heart, as we turn to a higher vibration, literally moment by moment by moment, eventually there's more of that higher frequency than, you know, some of the forms that can drag us into bed without wanting to wake up, you know, and there are days like that, you know, I have them too. Um, but I know that on a day like that, do you know what I need to chant? And I do, I just, I just go and do it. There's other things I do as well, but that's not for now. I, I want to focus on the chanting side of my, yeah. my journey with addiction. Mm. Beautiful. Thank you, Nikki. So we're going to close welcome. with, um, yeah, thank you so much for sharing all that so vulnerably and um, so open. And, and it's just, I really, I value that so much. I know the, I know the effect of just receiving um, your experience and, and really you're also just, expertise of of what what is possible you know i'm so i'm very grateful for that mm. well i'm i'm very very grateful to have been invited and even though i can't see everyone's faces i can feel the generosity of everybody's time and listening 
Um, I had a very happy experience when I came to Echo Park where Adriana used to facilitate um, in 2018 and I've just got such fond memories. So anything she creates, I know creates wonderful people. So thank you so much. And uh, we'll close um, with the chant. I mentioned that I chanted. In fact, it's this very version. Um, I wondered why that was popping in earlier and now I know. Um, so it's this particular version of Kali Durge Namonama, which I wrote a very long time ago. Um, but as you know, um, Kali is the aspect of the goddess or the divine feminine. She's the goddess of time. She takes us through the constraints of being stuck in time and conditioning into timelessness. She takes us through the void. She helps us let go of trying to control everything. Um, and then her counterpart, Durga, who is often described as the one who is difficult to approach. And uh, she is the slayer of our inner demons. And um, she takes us through all the delusions that keep us going round and round and round in those stuck patterns we can get into. So Kali Durge Namo Nama. For those of you who may have joined later, we'll <clears throat> uh, chant in call and response. I'll chant first, and then you guys chant the response. We'll all be on mute, so I will chant the response with you so you have some company. Feel free to move if you have instruments that you want to play along with, so long as it's on mute, it'll, it'll all work beautifully. And um, let's chant. Words are coming up in the chat.
encouraging the community we have here, the love, the fearlessness, as we chant three arms together and chant, the chant, the chant. Namaste. Thank you. Namaste. Thank you so much, Nikki. This is such a, such a treat, such a blessing. Thank you. I'm so, so grateful. I'm, I'm very grateful too. And may I make a brief announcement? Would that be okay? Yes, please. I was going to ask you to, to share with us. Um, sure. Yeah. I do run online kirtans, which of course means that people around the world can join in. Uh, they're all on my website, nikkislay.com, but they're Thursdays, 8 a.m. and 8 p.m., uh, British summertime, so you'd have to do the time conversion. Uh, I also do Saturdays through Tri Yoga online at the moment, 6.30 British summertime. Um, however, I hope to be going back there in person sooner or later, but we've still got restrictions for singing at the moment in public. Um, and all sorts of other things uh, are there online as well. I'm at the Wild World Festival this Sunday from 12 till 1. Uh, on Facebook on their community page so and that's all in aid of trees worldwide so lovely occasion so that's it oh and the book the healing power of chanting it's come up a few times um, it's available on Amazon and um, yeah I think that's it and uh, thanks so much again I hope you've enjoyed it it's been really wonderful being with you all on uh, Thursday afternoon for me <laughs> thank yeah. you Audrey. God bless you yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bless you. I'm so grateful for your generosity and, and your authenticity. It's, it's really special and it's rare. And, and what you give is just, it's so good. <laughs> so thank uh, you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I think the details are in the chat. So um, I wish you all uh, a beautiful rest of the day. Yes. Thank you. Uh, and definitely you can find Nikki's um, music on Spotify and um, yeah. Definitely. iTunes. iTunes. Yeah. All the albums are there. Yeah, you can. Yep. Yeah. That's so great. So thank you everyone. And thank you again, Nikki. Oh, See thank you, you so much. Yeah. Lots Blessing. of love. Yeah. Big love to all. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>